If your inbox is filled with emails that leave you feeling anxious, then you need to sign up for the Good Newsletter, the weekly email filled with good news. Each email is filled with the week's most hopeful headlines and reminders that there are inspiring people actively fighting to make the world a better place. Join tens of thousands of hope-filled subscribers by subscribing today at goodnewsletter.org. Hi, everyone. Before we start, we want to ask you a quick favor. If you haven't already, we encourage you to subscribe to our podcast and share it with someone you feel could use an uplifting story. And if you like our show and believe it can help people, we would really love it if you could rate it and leave a review as well. So thanks. Now on to the show. So when he dies, I'm heartbroken. It was a life-changing moment for me. And sort of two things came to me. One, I learned that hard work and being nice aren't enough to address poverty. That at birth, our fate is largely defined. And I also learned, though, that I wanted to do more to give young people like me a fair chance to beat the odds stacked against them. And so I leaned into the grief and the challenge of that moment to set out on a different path. You're listening to Sincerely Human, a podcast that tells stories of kindness in action from the lens of today's most inspiring humans. This is Camille. And this is Maverick. Welcome to the show. following the death of George Floyd earlier this year brought to the forefront the issue of racial inequality. Mr. Floyd's death and many others continue to unravel the country's long history of systemic racism. Did you know that the net worth of a typical white family is nearly 10 times greater than that of a black family? And since the 1970s, this racial wealth gap has grown steadily. There was even a report that came out in 2016 sharing that it would take 228 years for the average Black family to build the wealth of an average white family today. And that number is what today's guest, Jonathan Johnson, set out to change. Jonathan is the founder and CEO of Rooted School, a nonprofit that partners with communities to open charter high schools that address local talent gaps. Jonathan had a somewhat unconventional childhood. He grew up in Southern California as a child preacher from a Christian Pentecostal church. My childhood was just moving a lot. We moved about eight times before I went to college. But before our first move is when I had a life-changing experience. And it's the moment when I discovered my why. It was the middle of my third grade year. And after coming home from what I would say is an average day of school, I walked into our home to the sound of my mother crying because her and my father were going to have to lose the home that I grew up in. Due to gentrification, Jonathan's parents could no longer afford rent. I remember being deeply angered by this. 
Uh, and then my anger became a seed. And from that moment on, I decided I wanted to devote my life to the possibility for other children like me to have a better life than their parents. That experience inspired Jonathan to find a job so he could pay for school. By 2010, he was in his senior year and on his way to becoming the first person in his family to graduate from college. I was trying to figure out what I was going to do the next chapter of my life, and I feel two nudges at the time. One is telling me to go make money, and that was my parents and family, because they knew I'd grown up living paycheck to paycheck and that we moved a lot. And they also knew that I'd become the university's first black student body president. So I had a lot of access to break that cycle immediately for me and my family. And I ended up saying no to follow this other nudge that was inspiring me at the time to pay back those who made my story possible. And the best way I believed I could do that at the time was teaching kids whose stories were similar to mine. Jonathan got a chance to follow his passion through Teach for America, a program that trains teachers to expand opportunity for low-income students. He decided to go to New Orleans, in part because he felt compelled to help this community after Hurricane Katrina. And I ended up remembering the experience of coming home one late summer day as a senior in high school, turning on my TV and witnessing from afar people who looked like me wading through waters that were waist deep because of Katrina. And I was a senior in high school at the time. I'm literally broke, have no money. I have no family in New Orleans. But the earliest opportunity I get, I'm going to move from everything I know and love here to go be of service in any way asked. Jonathan enjoyed his time as a teacher. But two years into the job, an unfortunate event inspired him to change his path the story of a 16-year-old young man who I taught as an eighth grader, who by the time I met him closed a four-year learning gap in reading and math. And one of the reasons why this young man worked as hard as he did is because he wanted to become the first in his family to make it to and through college like I did. Because college, from his family's eyes, was seen as this ticket out. Uh, So he was also poor and Throughout the course of the eighth grade year, started selling drugs to take care of his family. We learn in late spring of his eighth grade year, a couple of months before he graduates, that he is murdered during one of these drug deals by a classmate who I also taught. It was all the more painful because the student was on track to receive a full tuition scholarship to any college in Louisiana. Jonathan realized that excelling in school was not enough to avoid the impacts of poverty. So when he dies, uh, one, I'm heartbroken. It was a life-changing moment for me. Um, and, And sort of two things came to me. One, I learned that hard work and being nice aren't enough to address poverty. That at birth, our fate is largely defined. And I also learned, though, that I wanted to do more to give young people like me a fair chance to beat the odds stacked against them. And so I leaned into the grief and the challenge of that moment to set out on a different path. At the end of Jonathan's fourth year of teaching, 
he went through a program called the Tiny School Fellowship. It was aimed at rethinking public education in New Orleans, which is exactly what Jonathan did. I started seeing a pattern emerge. You know, on one hand, in New Orleans and, you know, in communities like New Orleans across the U.S., I was seeing a tale of two cities. In New Orleans, the median household for whites brings in about 65K a year to the median black households, 26K. As you might imagine, this leads to a radically different quality of life for the kids that I was teaching. And it's an experience that I know viscerally from my own lived experiences growing up. And at the same time that this was happening, reports started surfacing that showed over the next decade and beyond, thousands of living wage jobs were opening in New Orleans across several industry sectors that didn't have enough homegrown talent to draw from. And so I started asking this question, obviously with a community of others who were embracing of this risk, that what if we built schools that not only got students into four-year colleges or their best post-secondary option, but also fast-tracked them to higher-paying jobs sooner in their lives. And sooner for me meant right out of high school if a student wanted. And it was almost a blasphemous question to ask at the time. Jonathan put that idea into action. In 2017, he opened the doors to the first rooted school in New Orleans. Rooted School is a public charter high school. Its goal is to lay the groundwork for closing the wealth gap in their students' lifetimes. Rooted School works alongside companies to identify local talent gaps in the tech sector. They then design their curriculum to teach students the skills needed to fill those competitive roles right out of high school. The ever-growing gap was a report that was released a few years ago that showed unless something shifts in U.S. policy, it would take about 228 years for the average black family to obtain the same amount of wealth as the average white family in this country. And I happen to believe that we can close that gap or lay the groundwork for closing that gap in our students' lifetimes. And so to attempt to go about a change like that, we have to first imagine, well, what is the first thing that would need to be true in order to get to that place? And for us, it's getting our students living wage jobs sooner. James Heckman, a Nobel laureate economist, showed that by the time a child is 18 years old, 50% or half of their earned income equality is determined. And so for us, we aim to get students certifications so that by the time they are our seniors, um, they have a broad array of options that can fast track them to financial freedom. Despite the overwhelming challenges caused by the pandemic, Rooted School is graduating its first class in 2021. Jonathan is planning to open a second school in Indianapolis this fall and another one in Washington state. The Black Lives Matter protests and the increased awareness of systemic racism remind Jonathan of how much his mission matters. It's just inspired me to go deeper, to take bigger leaps of faith, because I just don't know how much time I have left. And it's been an unfortunately inspiring reminder that my work has always been 
of protest. Since Rooted was founded six years ago, it's always been our goal to lay the groundwork for closing that gap in our students' lifetimes. And so that's my protest, and that's what I've committed my life to, and that's what I'm thinking about most in this really tense and fractured moment. learn more about Jonathan's work at rootedschool.org. He also has a blog where he shares his leadership journey and how he's working towards closing the racial wealth gap. You can read it at 228.org. That's 228 spelled in words.org. We'll put the link in our show notes. We hope that this episode inspired you to learn more about the issues we covered. And more importantly, We hope that you take action by doing what you can to support students of color. If you believe someone can benefit from listening to this episode, please don't forget to share it. Thank you so much for tuning in and we'll be back with another inspiring episode next week.